0: When I wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad, every editor in New York said, you don't know what you're talking about. So I said three things. I said, number one, the rich don't work for money. The rich work to acquire assets. Number two, savers are losers. And number three, your house is not an asset. So your job as a capitalist is to turn a, a liability, a house, into an asset.
1: Robert, is the money system rigged? You want to get me in trouble, don't you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, uh we're at the end of an empire right now. It is the end. It's the end of this. And um all empires always come to an mm. end. The Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, Chinese were the earliest Chinese were the first guys to use paper. Right. So what we're looking at today is the end of the American Empire. So it's a very dangerous time. It's explosive, you know, with Palestine and uh Gaza. All the stuff that's going on is an end of times. Not biblical, but just an end of an era. And the trouble when this comes to an end, war follows. That's what I'm afraid of. I went to Vietnam twice. I was a pilot. In Vietnam, so I saw war. It's not good, mm. obviously. Mm. I feel for both Palestinians and the Israelis. And, uh, but we're in dangerous times.
1: So if we're seeing the end of fiat currency as we know it, where do you think money moves to? Good question. <laughs> uh, this here is a, um, a 1964
0: half dollar. 1964 was the year that uh, this was real silver. Mm. But in 1964, the US was now the, you know, from England, the torch was passed to America that was 1944, Bretton Woods and all this. And so America was the power. But every empire ends when they debase the currency. So this was 64. I was 17 years old. I remember looking, oh, it's nice, you know. And then one thing, I also looked up, and some of the coins looked like this. And that is? Because it's pure
1: gold. Yeah, one ounce okay.
0: But I look it up and go, oh, my God. Why does this coin have copper on it? And that was the end of the empire. Every empire dies when they violate this, when they change the money. So I'm congratulations on all your success about being a real estate guy, because this was 64, then 71, President Nixon took the dollar off of the gold standard. And the reason you're doing so well today is because the dollar became debt, right? Mm. So real estate guys like my friend Trump and all that, we get rich using debt. Whereas the average person is told to work hard, this is toilet paper, save this, stay out of debt. And they're going broke today. I really I'm 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 afraid for the average punter out there, you know. So we're in serious trouble because with the end of the American Empire, is China gonna take
1: over? I don't know. Ray Dalio thinks so. Well, Dahlia also
0: recommends other, you know. But anyway, I, I just want to commend you. I want to say, the reason I'm here is because of this here. You know, you were...
1: Yeah, I was at the World Cup semi-final.
0: <laughs> I just want to, because, because I'm in England, London, rugby is my game. And uh, it's the greatest game in the world to me. It's a pure entrepreneur's game. And the reason it's pure, because it it's not how big you are. You have really big second row. Mm. Yeah, big fat guys like me, props. You know, I was a prop. Little guys are hookers and the scrum halves Mm. and all this. But it's a pure entrepreneur sport because every person on a rugby team has to do everything. You have to run, pass, kick, right. Mm. Whereas in American baseball, you hit the. You know, everybody's like, and uh, in golf, it's a individual sport. But rugby is a pure team sport. So I, I came out to London here. I played for Blackheath for about four games. I was I love the game, it's passionate. Mm. And that's how I was here, I was at Twickenham for the World Cup out here. Mm-hmm. But it's the greatest game on earth as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Thanks to England, passing it on to the world.
1: <laughs> you actually talk a lot about your rich dad advisors. Right. So do you, is there such a thing as self-made or must it be no. a, a team?
0: That's a perfect question. Okay, look, let me show you something here. So this was 1964, that used to be real silver. Now it's fake silver. So then 1971, this was backed by gold and silver. And then Nixon took it off. This became debt. That's one of the most important things because now it became debt. For me to get rich, I had to use debt. But what do our schools teach us? Stay out of debt. That's how stupid school teachers are. Debt makes guys like you and me rich. And ironically, because we use debt, we don't pay any taxes. You know, taxes are very high here in London, very high in America, but real estate guys like Trump and I, we don't pay taxes legally. Now that makes a lot of the liberal or the conservatives or the whatever you call them, the greenies and the academic types angry. Because when Trump was was debating Hillary Clinton, that criminal, The the Clintons and Obamas, man, what a bunch of crooks they are. Really? But all politicians are crooks anyway. Anyway, I'm not getting political here. But Hillary Clinton, she was running against Trump. She says, and you don't even pay taxes. And what does Trump say to her? He says, I'm smart. And so the reason uh, I like what you're doing with real estate is you learn to use debt Mm. and you pay less taxes to go for this. But what I'm glad on your program is, once I realized this and this was all changing, the end game wasn't real estate; the end game was gold. So today, this is a U.S. silver buffalo. You can buy this for thirty dollars U.S. I don't know. I don't know it in pounds. This is two thousand two hundred. Okay. So which would you rather have today? Would you rather have this piece of toilet paper? Would you rather have this piece of silver, or would you rather have gold? The average person wants the paper this is toilet paper and that's why people are in trouble today because we're about America is about to crash as you know we're in serious trouble our debt is at all-time high America is now the biggest debtor nation in the world wow. <coughs> worse than Japan See, but, so Japan has high debt but the Japanese people are rich because they save Americans are in debt the country is in debt and we have this guy Biden putting us more in debt. The first thing that Biden did when he came to office, I'm an oil guy, I went to school for oil. I drove tankers for Standard Oil. First thing that Biden did was he took, he cut the Keystone Pipeline. The the pipeline ran from Canada all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. When he cut that pipeline, that was Biden did. Trump had, Trump loved it. But when Biden cut it, I I still sell oil. I'm an oil guy. So I have real estate, oil, all this other stuff. I was selling oil for $30 a barrel when Trump was in office. When Biden came to office, oil went to $130 a barrel. That sent inflation through the roof. It wiped out mom and dad. Today, the spooky thing about the world economy is the gap between rich and poor getting wider because people are working for this and not this and this here. So the question I ask people, which
1: which is a better investment, gold, silver, or paper? Well, I think since 71, fiat currency, certainly the pound is down more than 85% of its value, whereas gold's up thousands of percent in the same time. So I know, well, let me just ask it straight, why isn't this taught in schools? Because surely people should know this stuff. Because school teachers are Marxist.
0: My poor dad, rich dad, poor dad. It's a story of a Marxist versus a capitalist. You know, my poor dad was an academic type. He was a PhD, which to his stands for poor, helpless, and desperate. <laughs> he was a smart guy. He was in school all the time. He knew all the answers to everything. Mm. But he didn't know anything about this here. Mm. And my rich dad was a man who had no school, and he ran the family store. So as a boy of 13, he began learning about money. And he, he started saying, he says, he says, the mistake is our schools teach us to work for this,
1: not this. Mm. Why does Dave Ramsey say all debt is dumb?
0: Well, because Dave Ramsey is a fucking idiot. That's why they shipped <laughs> me. No, I mean, <laughs> pardon my French. I mean, he and I, his, it's who's your target? Yeah, you know, when we first got together, I said, who is your demographics, mm. right? You guys are real estate guys. Dave Ramsey is not your teacher, you're their teacher. Does that make sense? Mm. So like, I want, I'm a pilot. I didn't ask a basketball player to teach me how to play, to, to fly. So when I went to Vietnam, I wanted the best teachers. So if you're going to be in real estate, Dave Ramsey is not your teacher, you are. If you understand that you choose your teachers. So Ramsey's advice is good for the average person who is trying to save this stuff here. Think about this, okay? I was flying in Vietnam, I bought my first gold coin. I paid $50 for it. So it was 50 of these for one of these. Today is 2200 for one of these. And what has the dollars gone down by? And mom and daddy are working hard, staying out of debt like freaking idiots. Yeah. But it's best advice for mom and dad. They're the punter. You know, I, I use the term punter. They just have no idea what's going on. They get mm. up, they get up, they get a pint, and they're happy. Mm. So, but if you're going to be a rich man, or a poor man, a rich man, your end game is gold. This has been money for centuries. This is silver is the better investment today. In the U S it takes 35 of these to buy one of these. So I tell my brothers and my sisters and all that, Hey, trade this piece of toilet paper in for this. Oh no, Dave Ramsey said save money. <laughs> and my family's broke. But they follow my
1: poor debt. They go, I have a master's degree. What do you have? And a ma- master's degree can get someone $100,000 in debt, can't it? Bad debt. I'm a billion
0: dollars in debt.
1: You're a billion in debt.
0: Because debt is money. It happened in 1971. President Nixon took this separate. So what became money was a U.S. bond. Now, Dave Ramsey and most of these financial planners down in the uh, city of London and the uh, they recommend buying bonds. Bonds are the worst advice possible. Why? They're going crashing. Three banks went down in a row because the bonds crashed. So please hear what I'm saying is our financial planners what do we call them in the States. They're always saying you, you want 40, 40% stocks, 40% bonds and 10% gold or something like that. They think bonds are safe. But now that interest rates are going like this, when interest rates goes up, the bonds come down. So today, the US Federal Reserve President, uh, Chairman Powell, he's raising interest rates, bonds are coming down, our banks are crashing. When our banks crash, they can't lend this out. And when they can't lend this out, the economy crashes. So the people who will win are people who have gold and silver and mommy and daddy who are saving this will be wiped out. Mm. <clears throat> because to save the world economy, as you know, the U.S. The US is gonna print trillions of these. You have, what was your name, Tusk or something? You're, she was your prime minister for a short period of time.
1: Yeah, Liz Truss. Yeah. Mm.
0: When she tried to screw around on this, your pensions went down. Mm. So mark my words, the old guys like me, in UK, America, and most of Europe, we have
1: no pensions. So did you decide well, to- Well, let me say it again. We
0: have no pensions.
1: No pensions. They're gone. gone. But they don't know it yet. Right. Okay, well, right. where do we go with this? So most people think inflation is bad because it erodes paper money. But is inflation good if you have good debt?
0: It's about a financial education. Depends on, on the asset class. Inflation is good for, look at this, okay. Uh, the first one I ever bought was in 1972. I paid $50 for it. I still have it. It's in a vault in Switzerland. It cost me 50 of these. Today, that same, if I pulled it all the vault from Switzerland, it's a South African Krugerrand. Mm-hmm. If I held it up here, it'd be 2,000 of these for one of these. So meanwhile, mommy and daddy are,
1: this stuff. Loser because
0: yeah. our schools want us to do that.
1: And why do the schools want us to do that? Because they are Marxists. And when you say they're Marxists, what do you mean? They believe that
0: the, in America they're called woke. They're you know also I mean? called woke here. Yeah. yeah. It's that woke means that you have white guys like you oppress the colors like me.
1: <laughs>
0: so they believe that white guys oppressing the poor and all that stuff. That's not true. It's our school's oppress people. So that, so that, what they're trying in America now is D-I-E, die, diversity, inclusion, equity. But they don't teach us about money. They, te- they teach us about what, ESG, uh, environment, social governance. That's Marxism. They're communists. I flew, to, uh, I flew in Vietnam for the US Marine Corps, killing communists. It had to, but they came to our school system via, they came into America via the school system. Communism entered America in 1930 when teachers from Berlin came to Columbia University in America and started teaching at Columbia University's Teachers College. So Marxism spread across America via academics by poor dad. So poor dad, rich dad, it's a story of a Marxist versus a capitalist. It's a free country. Choose what you want
1: to be. Mm. I chose capitalist. Mm. Do you think we have any pure capitalist systems anymore? Do you think they're all being diluted well, and weakened? We could,
0: we could sit and die, you know, the Aussies have a term, for, we could wank about it all day long. And <laughs> we, could, we could debate it all day long. The only question is, how much of this have you got and how much of this have you got? Mm. That's the only question.
1: All right. We'll come to that then. Yeah. But first, you can't leverage gold the same way you can leverage real estate, can you?
0: Come here, what I have to
1: say. Okay, let's go. Oh, a yeah, question? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you're brilliant, man. Thank you. I use real estate as leverage to buy this. Right. So what I do is I'll borrow, let's say, $20 million. The cash flow buys
1: this. Right. So you're you're using government-printed money for your own assets.
0: To buy this. And then the income
1: from the assets, you convert into gold. Yes,
0: this is God's money. God put it here. God put this, I'm not religious, but I'm just, okay. And this here was put by God. This here has to be flushed down the toilet. And that's what they're doing with it. But oh, I made this much this month, loser. Your job is to take this, convert to this, or convert to this. Not to brag, but I own tons of this.
1: How much? How, how I much? own the mines. You own the mines?
0: I'm a capitalist. Right. I bought the biggest gold mine in America last year, wow. last July. It's in Utah.
1: So you're literally mining your own gold? Amen. Amen.
0: I found religion. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it all through there and, you know,
1: you found religion, what gold is your religion? I'll put every, every
0: religion is in there. You, you, can, you can be Buddhist, Shinto, uh, Catholic, Protestant, Muslim. I don't care, just worship at the altar of gold, you know. <laughs> no, but you want to get back to this. For thousands of years, you know, I, I bought my first gold mine in Peru and I didn't know what I was doing, I was you know, a kid. And I, I looked up and I saw all these holes in the ground in the uh, Andes, whatever they are, and that was the Inca before Pizarro digging for a gold vein. And I said, how in the world did these Incas—I think that's what they were called—and their native, native uh, Peruvian Indians? Why were they looking for this? And then I was in China. I was in uh, actually Mongolia. All across Mongolia, little holes in the ground—they were looking for this. So this is pre-radio, pre-cell phones how did the Inca search for this? Then the Spaniards came and took it all away from, of course, these bastards. You know what I mean? <laughs> and in Mongolia, there's a place called the checkerboard. Little holes in the ground. And these Mongolians with Genghis the Khan was around. They were digging for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's something, in my opinion, I'm not religious, but God attracts us to this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I was in, I was in um, Fiji. Of rugby again. And I met this American guru. He was a Hindu. He had gold all over him. So I said, what's this white guy dressed as a Hindu with gold dripping all over him? So I, asked, I had to ask him a question. I said, why do you have so much of this? He says, because gold is God's attractor. Gold is God's money. He says, the more of this you have, the more wealth it attracts to you. So when they tell you not to save this stuff, you cut your wealth off. This is your connection. I'm gonna get my ass for this one, but I'm saying this is your connection between God and wealth. So if I want $1,000 of income, I buy a couple of these, one of these, you know. Mm. More more gold attracts wealth. That's the, hin- that was, this, I don't know if was Hindu, but this American Hindu, he could've been a fake for all I know, <laughs> he looked good. <laughs> he had gold all over him, mm. he says, this attracts wealth.
1: Right.
0: So I believed him. Mm. But I already had that belief anyway. Mm. So I just started collecting this. So the question I'm here in London to teach, everybody can do this. This is 35 bucks. Mm. The question is how do you go from this to a gold mine? That's what an entrepreneur does. Right. So once I understood this was the objective, I started going for gold mines. <laughs>
1: This episode is officially owned by Kevin Pineskis, also known as The Property Soldier. Kevin, who's a friend and also a business partner, purchased one of my exclusive NFTs and he has full ownership of this episode. Kev purchased this episode because he was 24 years in the army. He quit the army and now he has a multi-million pound property portfolio. And the first person that inspired him was actually Robert Kiyosaki, who is the guest on this show. If you go right now to robmore.events/sa for service accommodation, robmoreevents forward SA. There's a special report waiting for you there and how to make money on one of the hottest property strategies right now. That's robmoreevents forward slash SA. And also the link is in the description on YouTube. So you buy more gold mines now than you are real estate? Amen. You are? I,
0: oh yeah, the yeah. biggest in the world. Right. I went public July 8th last year in Toronto, New York Stock Exchange. My first gold mine was in uh, Dalian, China, and we struck gold in China. This is in 2004. Guess what the Chinese did? Tell me. Nationalized it. They stole it. I don't trust the Chinese communists. You know that's why they're communists. What's that? That's why what Klaus Schwab says: you own nothing. Someday you'll own nothing. You'll be happy. That's Marxism. That's communism. You'll own nothing. So when the Chinese took my gold mine from me. I said I'm staying out of China. You know, like my books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, they pirated the whole thing. They don't pay me anything. Really? They steal. Wow. It's part of their, let's say, culture. Mm. <laughs> I won't mention anything else. <laughs> I got in trouble you mentioned race, religion, God, money, <laughs> sex. Let's talk about sex next.
1: <laughs> so if you're a billion in debt, is that all in real estate or did you use debt to buy gold mines as well?
0: No, I used debt in real estate. All I do is, uh, let's say I buy a property. Here's a property, I buy it. I finance it. Then we refinance it, we borrow out the equity. With the, re-bar- with the refinanced equity, I bought the gold mine. Right. And guess what? It pays for the debt, this. And I still own the gold mine, and that's why I went to tons of gold. Mm. It's all finance.
1: Yeah. And um, if you have a billion of debt, how many properties does that mean you own? Well, I, I, I thought, three, I've got 340 units, and I thought that was a lot. Someone said you oh, had 16,000 16,000. 16,000. <laughs> 16, Just because at 17 years old, Hellman, went, what
0: is that? Why is this coin copper? That was 1964, it's Gresham's Law. Gresham's Law states when bad money enters the system, good money goes into hiding. Then it happened in 1971, Nixon took this off of this. This became debt. So the smartest guys on earth are real estate guys like Trump, you and me. We borrow this to buy this, that buys, this apartment house
1: buys yeah. that. So, um, It's
0: called finance.
1: Yeah, so we do you pay any tax? No. None, none.
0: You guys forget, you guys are English, you forget. We're still pissed off at you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, remember in
0: 1773.
1: Don't hold me. a grudge that long. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was a thing called the Boston Tea Party. And the English were taxing the American colonies. And finally the Americans said, and we threw the English tea into the ocean. And so people say, ah, oh, America was founded in 1776, you know, when whatever they did or Declaration of Independence, whatever they did. Now, America was founded as a debt revolution. Debt, um, I and mean, they threw the English out. So America was founded as a debt-free country, if you know that one. So Americans have always fought against, I mean, uh, tax-free. We've, I don't pay my tax, I don't have to, but I have the best accountants and the best lawyers to make sure I don't. Mm. That's why Trump and I don't pay taxes, legally. Hillary, Clinton, and Obama they just steal it. <laughs> you don't pay you don't have to pay tax on things you steal.
1: <laughs> well didn't didn't Trump say to Hillary that he is not paying any tax because of laws that she passed? Something like that. Yeah. I just remember she, she was
0: she was attacking him on on campus. Yes. He says he said, But you don't pay any taxes He goes,
1: I'm smart. <laughs> That's the truth. And do you not pay any taxes because you're taking all your income as debt?
0: No, no, no. You have to obey, taxes are incentives. In other words, if I went down to Goodwill, you know, good, you know, a church. The government wants me to donate money to a church. So if I donate this to a church, it's a tax, it's a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. So taxes are incentives to do what the government wants you to do. So the people that pay the highest taxes are employees and doctors and lawyers. The Capitalists don't pay taxes. There was a book I wrote called the Cash Flow Quadrant, ESBI. Es pay forty percent in tax, Ss pay sixty percent tax, Bs pay twenty percent, Is pay zero,
1: and Is are the investor. Yeah, yeah.
0: Inside investor. People who buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds are freaking losers.
1: Why? Because you pay tax. <laughs> so, do you not invest in the stock market at all? No, I, I
0: have. I have my stock is there. Right. from my company,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's tax-free. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur, I am not an employee. I was a stupid kid in school, flunked out so many times and- Do you um, think that made
1: you a good entrepreneur? Yeah, well I had to. Had to what, because what, you had no other choice?
0: Well i to learn how to cheat. <laughs> 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 I'm here with my team right now, my attorneys, my accountants, my debt guys, my bankers. We operate as a team. Schools teach you to take tests on your own, right? Hmm. I take my tests as a team. So when I was going after that gold mine in Utah, I think I could do it by myself. Even though it had, it was the richest gold mine in the world, I had to go in with a big team. The average punter out there, oh, I can't afford it. But I used, I used the profits from my real estate to raise $2 million to buy the gold mine. The average person, well, I can't afford it. They can afford this. Mm. They cannot afford the gold mine.
1: Yeah.
0: The entrepreneur can afford the gold mine legally. Mm. Please do it. I'm you know, not Sam bagman fried and FTX and all yeah. that other crypto crap. Mm. I have crypto, but I don't do. not do i not. I do it honestly. You
1: know. Mm. And have the have people not been chasing you to try and get some tax from you? You're a very public figure. Do they not like come knocking on your door? That's a very
0: good question. An audit is called an audit. Mm. I'm audited every year, catch me. No, but audits keep you honest. Mm. If I was doing something illegal, like Sam Bankman-Fried or Hillary probably does, Clinton and Obama and this guy, Biden is the worst. He steals this money, God almighty. But anyway, if I'm audited, I'm doing something wrong, I'll pay my tax. I don't wanna go to jail and do the hula for some
1: guy. You know? Mm. (laughs) So, um, if you had to choose between gold or silver? How about this? Oh, no, we're not going to put fiat into the mix. No, no,
0: but what I'm asking right now is most people watching today are choosing
1: this. They're choosing pounds and pence, dollars and cents. Mm.
0: So the average person, even the guy sleeping on the street, can raise 35, how much is $35 in pounds?
1: Yeah, you can get a, a a Tudor beast coin here. For seventy pounds, including VAT, wow. which you could claim back if you bought it in the right company, so fifty pounds will get you a good two-ounce silver coin. I've, been, I've started to get my—I've started to pay my kids for their chores in silver.
0: Good bet. Yeah. See, this is God's money. It was not printed. I always say to American audiences, "If you can print it, I don't want it. If you can, if you can, a stock certificate, I don't want it." Can you print this? I don't want it. It's that simple. Mm. I own I own cattle. You can't print a cow, so you know you get artificial intelligence and all this other garbage. But the thing I sell for my cattle, they're bulls, they're waigu bulls, Japanese bulls. You see, because when I was a little boy, I went to the dairy, and I watched the breeding bulls, and they bring the cows in, and the old bull would go, "Oh, baby." He sit there and he start humping away on the cow, you know, going, ooh, when I grow up I want to be a breeding bull. <laughs> I had no idea what I was watching. I was like, that looks like fun. <laughs> so today I own waigu cattle, bulls. Yeah. And every time they ejaculate, it's semen flow. I get paid. <laughs> Nobody's nobody's offered me that service yet. No.
1: <laughs> wow! Yeah,
0: I think like a capitalist, not a Marxist. No, I don't want it to be equal. You kick my ass, I'll kick your ass. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why I love this game.
1: Here. Mm. So you think free markets, you know, competition—that's all healthy and good
0: for certain people. If you're not competitive and you're a wimp and a crybaby you know, follow Dave Ramsey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, are you allowed to say who your rich dad is? There's lots of like...
0: No, I, I don't say it, I had to ask his permission. They don't want to be known.
1: Oh, okay. So they're like, a. are they still alive?
0: Uh, no, actually. No. This is the saddest thing of all is, rich dad was my best friend's father and he had he had nothing to start and he built this empire. So if you go to Waikiki Beach today in Hawaii, you look at the Hyatt Regency Hotel, that's their land. They don't own the hotel, they own the land. So they, he started with nothing. He kept doing what Americans call it 1031, their tax free exchanges and all this stuff. So his plan was to buy a whole section of Waikiki Beach, and he bought it. So today it belongs to the family. But another rule I've heard is that the first generation makes it. The second generation was my my best friend and I. The third generation was his son. Guess what?
1: Son squandering it? It's gone. Mm.
0: The third generation lost it all.
1: Because they didn't learn the skills required to build it. They had a good time. Mm. Plus Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Bad habit bad habits Yeah. Tell you, you know.
1: But I often think a lot of money without understanding how it works is a curse. Would you Plus, agree? Yeah. Mm.
0: plus addictions. Yeah. You know, homelessness is not homelessness, homelessness is addiction. Right. So they, they just can't function in
1: society. Mm. Do you think a big recession is coming? Big, 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 bigger than big?
0: I think we're, the I said this whole thing, it's the end of this, we're at the end of the American empire. The question is, is it China next? That's the question. There was a man named Buckminster Fuller, he was a, the geodesic domes and all that. He said civilization went in what he called a Northwest spiral. So his prediction was it started in Thailand, came across Europe. So that's when the Middle East boomed. Then France boomed. England boomed. U.S. boomed. Japan boomed. China. That was Fuller's prediction. Right. So I thought not think it's true. Mm. But when I look at it, it seems to be that way. Mm. But China's in worse trouble than we are. You know, they have high unemployment, kids with no jobs, mm. no financial education.
1: Mm. They say more millionaires are made in recessions. Do you think there's opportunity in the upcoming recession? Of course, yeah. yeah. Of course.
0: Hey. I think this thing is thirty-five bucks today. I think in two years it'll be a hundred bucks. Really? That means it's going to take a today it takes thirty-five of these to buy one of these. In two years it's going to take a hundred of these to buy one of these.
1: And that could have gone down fifteen to twenty percent with inflation. That's what I mean. Mm.
0: Which would you rather have today? Mm. Most people choose that. Sad,
1: isn't it? Mm. And where does Bitcoin fit in all this? Well,
0: it's the same problem as, you know, fake money all over the world. I own Bitcoin. I was fortunate enough because I I took, you know, technical trading is watching market trends. Mm. So I studied for three years technical trading. I'm not very good at it. Real estate guy, real slow. Mm. And uh, so I was watching Bitcoin. It went from nothing to 20,000. I went, wow and it retraced back to nothing. And it started coming up, coming up, and it picked up momentum. So I bought 60 Bitcoin at 6,000. I stopped. So I'm in the money today.
1: Mm. Do you, so Do you think it might become a relevant currency?
0: We'll see. I just know this is God's money. Mm. This is God's money. It was put here by God. Mm. Bitcoin you know, is, is the blockchain technology. Mm. <clears throat> blockchain makes it valuable because it got
1: integrity. And what if the governments create central digital currencies? What are your thoughts on those?
0: I'd still rather have this and this. Mm. I don't know. What I, what I understand, I, I could be wrong. Our freedom's gone. They can track you by this. You know, like right now, they use my credit card, right? Mm. They know where I used it. So if you go to CBDC, central bank digital currency.
1: I mean that's tracking on another level, isn't it? That's right. Is, is that not 1984, George Orwell, yeah.
0: That's why I'm saying this is the end of the American empire, but we don't know what the next
1: one no. is. Do you think we might go back to a gold standard, like evolution through de-evolution?
0: We might, but my question is, I don't care what they're doing. I want to know what you're doing, what you're doing. So I'm doing this. Yeah. So when I talk to my friends, I say, How much of this have you got? And how much of this have you got? Mm. Most people have a lot of this, or debt.
1: Mm.
0: I'd rather have this. So the end result of buying property is to get back to
1: this and And, pay no taxes. And how old were you when you became a millionaire?
0: I don't really remember. I was just, it wasn't even in our minds. You know, my, my best friend and I, my best friend in 2020 sold his company for $2 billion. Since I'm a property guy, I didn't sell my properties. But we were just best friends. And we kicked each other's butts along, we played rugby together, we fought, we fought martial arts together. But one of the best assets you can have is your friend. So my friend and I always swore we'd be rich. And we just, we took courses, we studied,
1: mm.
0: uh, practiced, made mistakes. And uh, we both met at Xerox, We called it Rank Xerox here. We both met at Xerox, 1974, and we just pushed each other along, and today we're multi-billionaires.
1: So you're a billionaire?
0: In debt, yes. (laughs) No, I own several tons of this, what's what's this worth?
1: Well, if an an ounce is 2,200, someone can do the maths on that.
0: So I just stopped, this is the question, okay? Everybody can afford this. So that's a silver coin. 35. Yeah. The average guy cannot buy the silver mine. Entrepreneurs buy the mine. Mm. So my mine is called Yamana, owned this.
1: That but I not bought. in China? No.
0: no, Yamana's in Argentina. Mm. They played England the other night. Yes. <laughs> yes. We <laughs> just scraped <straight> through. <laughs> and then this here is gold. I buy the mine now. That's what entrepreneurs do. So the average person can afford this, but most people choose this. Mm. They'll save this, they'll work for this. They hang on to this. They will not trade this with this. Mm.
1: That's the problem. You've mentioned your friend, Donald Trump, a lot. Do you think he's gonna be president again one day?
0: Yes and no, you know. He's a very good man. I, 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 would, I'm, I would vote for him, honestly. He's a very good man. Um, he is what he is. He'll tell you exactly where he is. There's no two Donald Trumps. He'll tell you exactly where he's at. So I, I appreciate His two sons, Don Jr. and Eric are good good friends of mine. But we're all politically incorrect. Because Don Jr. and Eric and I are hunters. So we go to Africa all the time. So we saw the Springboks play the All Blacks, you know. And the, oh, you kill animals. We're hunters. So many people care about what you're doing rather than what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if I go hunting, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars that goes into the African economy. And as you know, South Africa is going, after Nelson Mandela and the, you know, the, the rugby game and all this, the greatest rugby game on earth was played in South Africa. After Mandela, then, I hate to say it, the other blacks took over and they stole, ripped the country, country's going down. Mm. I love South Africa, but I go there and I hate to be a racist, but they can't blame the white guys this time. You know, the black guys are running it down. Mm. So you call it as you see it, they go, oh, you're a racist. I'm not going to live much longer. <laughs> Do you mind,
1: uh, how old are you now, Robert?
0: 77.
1: Wow. And um, still, do you still, is this like a, a game to you? Is this a passion, the investing?
0: Yeah, it's, it's fun to me. But teaching became my mission, if you mm. know what I mean. I went to military, I'm a rank knocker, went to military school, you have Sandhurst. So I went to military school, flew for the Marine Corps. We're mission-driven. Mm. So money's got plenty of money, now we teach. But I, I don't want to invest to lose money.
1: I like making money. Mm. And um, when your time is up, what are you going to do with this massive asset base? That you've it's got? all
0: going back already in, in our, my wife and I have a will. It's all goes into what's called a trust and then continues on. We don't need the money.
1: Mm. And have you ever thought about, I know you've got rich dad, poor dad and um, all the education. Have you ever thought about building schools, change the school system?
0: We're working on it right now. Not the school, I don't want to, there's an old Irish proverb that goes, If I knew where I was going to die, I wouldn't go there. (laughs) I always died in school. My spirit died. Every time when I talk to these Marxists.
1: (laughs) That was the bird for those of you listening on audio.
0: (laughs) No, my spirit died in school. Right. You know, don't make mistakes, don't do this, memorize this answer. I said, I don't want this. So
1: so
0: I'm going to start my own system outside the system.
1: Mm, Yeah. Well, it's the least amount of friction that way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Well, I want to teach those who want to learn. Mm. I was in school. I was one of those kids who didn't want to learn. I was, I was a surfer. I loved surfing. Yeah. But um, So I don't blame the teacher. I just wanted to surf.
1: Mm.
0: And then I wanted to learn how to fly. So I went to the best schools to
1: fly. Mm. <clears throat> U.S. Navy Flight School. And um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that must be, what, 25? How many years? 25 this year. Wow. And how, how many copies has it sold? I don't know.
0: In China, millions, but they don't pay me for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're not letting that one go, are you? No. I mean, someone I, heard, I heard 27 million copies. I don't know if that's accurate. Probably. And that's amazing.
0: What's kind of fr- funny, I sit there and I'm autographing books, and you can tell my books from the pirate books.
1: Oh, they're you just, can see the difference oh, in yeah, quality. They're cheaper, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Should we... Um, Thirty-two million.
0: That's counting, yeah. Yeah.
1: How does that make you feel? Thirty-two million books.
0: It's humbling.
1: Mm.
0: I think the most amazing thing is to go around the world I meet guys your age now. They say, "Thank you, the book changed my life. I'm doing this because of this." Mm. That's the that's the biggest payoff there is. Yeah. Because when I wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad, every editor in New York said, "You don't know what you're talking about," because so I said three things. I said, number one, the rich don't work for money. The rich work to acquire assets number two savers are losers look how much inflation and taxes are killing this thing and number three your house is not an asset so your job as a capitalist is to turn a a liability a house into an asset but the average person they buy a house what's happening in america today i'm sure here as tens of thousands of people are laid off what's what's killing them is their house they can't afford the mortgage so instead of the house being an asset, the house is a liability.
1: So, do you rent your own home?
0: No, 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 no. But I have fifteen thousand to cover that one. Right. <laughs> no. So I, I, the point is, I, my cars are liabilities. If if Uber rented them, it'd be an asset. Hmm. If it covered all expenses. So it's really <clears throat> it's really defined in the numbers. Rich dad, poor is only a book on accounting. That's all it is. So for most people they buy a house, it costs some money. So I paid cash for it. You still have interest, I mean, you still have taxes and you still have upkeep, it's a liability.
1: Mm. So you would invest in an asset to pay for the debt and then it wouldn't be a liability anymore?
0: Well, it's like I wanted a a Rolls Royce. So my wife says, you can have anything you want, but you first gotta buy the asset that pays for the Rolls Royce. So I went out, found an apartment house, and bought the Rolls Royce
1: with the income, yeah. And do you do you put your do you put your cars in a company so you can write them off?
0: Yeah, that's my chicken shit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, how much does a roller cost here?
1: Four hundred grand, maybe. Brand right, yeah, new, yeah. Yeah, so half a million dollars.
0: So I don't want to pay for it. So my so my I buy the apartment house first mm. or the storage units, yeah, and that buys the car,
1: right. And would you would you prefer to get it on a lease rather than own it? I don't care. You don't care?
0: I just don't want to pay for it. Right. I want my tenants to pay for it. Yeah. That's capitalism.
1: Yes Okay, so we're nearly time up. I mean, I've really enjoyed this. Thank so, you. It's been fun. Um, yeah, thank you Can we do a quick fire? We always end on a quick fire. round. Sure. Yeah Is your beef real with Grant Cardone? He's my friend by the way and there was a bit of Is that beef real? or was...
0: I beef with a lot of guys. <laughs> I'm a US Marine. <laughs> no, I just didn't like what he was saying. No. I chewed him out of my show.
1: You, you kicked him out of your show?
0: <clears throat> the issue was get into debt, then worry about how you pay for it, something like that. So that, I don't do that.
1: No. What's the difference between what Grant does and what you do?
0: I make sure I can pay for it. I don't speculate. I'm an investor. Mm. Like I I know I own this. Yeah. There's no counterparty risk to this, I know it. Mm. Same as my property, I know I own it. It may have debt on the property, but I know I own
1: it. Mm. Would you rather have um, 10 million cash or 10 million extra social media followers and why?
0: Oh, social media followers. Why? That's where money comes from.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you you see social media as an asset as well? Oh, damn right. Yeah.
0: What you're doing is very smart. I think that's one of the biggest gifts Given the young people, social media. Mm.
1: You know,
0: I, I know women who make a lot of money selling. <laughs> I don't know what fair they're enough, selling, fair. but <laughs> I've been thinking about buying <laughs> some. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. I, I was, I, I didn't know this, but some of those young girls make fortunes. Mm. These all these ugly guys troll on them, or you know, mm. you
1: know,
0: you know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: they do make. Um, I think some of them make in excess of hundred million recurring income as well, like property.
0: As long as they converted to this, that's
1: fine. But <laughs> always, always turn your nudity into gold.
0: <laughs> well, you know, when it starts to sag, the income goes down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> does, Robert, does money make you happy?
0: The game makes me happy. Right. That's like, you know, when we went to the rugby game, mm. I was in heaven. You know, the, you know, the stands was just beautiful, right? Mm. The fans are happy. Everybody's happy. I mean, in front of me was a South African guy talking to a Kiwi, you know, and everybody's just they're loving the game. Mm. And even when you lost, you shake his hand. Yeah.
1: thank you. Mm. And is is money like a game then to you, really? Yeah. That's
0: compared. I'm gonna like, take my like soccer. We couldn't believe the soccer fans would tear the fan the place apart.
1: Oh, the, well, my wife took me to the semi final as a surprise. And um, she was like, how can we be in the same stand as the South African rugby players? Because she couldn't understand that we're, <laughs> it's not like football. No. no. I was in South Africa for the
0: Soccer World Cup. It was horrifying. Mm. Fighting. That's not rugby.
1: No. Mm. What's your biggest ever payday?
0: She, I don't even remember. I hate to be so, like, aff- you know, but my payday comes from, like, like I'm walking off a plane, and there's young women or young men come up and say, thank you. That's the payoff. Mm.
1: Do you have a private jet?
0: Of course. Mm. Do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why of course? (laughs) (laughs) Tax-wise. So you can run the depreciation, the expenses, everything through? More than you know. Wow, yeah.
0: It's the same as a house, except I'm buying a G4 now,
1: you know. I have a Lear
0: 60. Right. So I'm going for the G4, because it's international. Mm. But my bonus depreciation, it's only like five million bucks, but I won't pay tax It's a free jet mm. and then I get paid the income. Well, I wouldn't have a jet mm. Now if I use it, it's expensive, you know, what I mean mm. The expensive part about a jet not the price The expensive is the part that just when you start the engine <laughs> So if I'm in the if I'm a passenger that's like me renting my own house mm. So I don't want I don't want to take my jet too much Right It's expensive mm.
1: Um, what's the best money advice you ever received? No, asked asset from a
0: liability. Don't work for money. This is trash. My rich dad was adamant about it.
1: And what's the worst money advice you ever received?
0: From Grant Cardone. What did he say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what he said, but he was on my show. He says, I hey, have a hot temper. Marine pilot.
1: I was warned. I thought you might walk out halfway through this interview. I'm, I feel really privileged you haven't.
0: Well, because you're a real estate guy. Grant isn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: giving Grant a hard time. Now, that's, that's like Tony Robbins. He's one of the biggest phonies. I was partners with Tony. You were? Uh, yeah. Was partners? About 40, 50 years ago. Wow. What he says is not what he does. How do you mean? I understand this inside. There's a lot of people who say things just so it sounds good, if you know what I mean. Mm. But anyway, I just, I walked away.
1: Mm. I I remember seeing something where you talked about the difference between fake rich and actual rich. Can we talk about that?
0: Can you stop working? The definition of wealth is not how much money you have. If you stop working today, let's say you're a husband and wife with three kids. If you stop working today, how long can you keep not working? For most people, it's a month that's gone. Mm. The biggest problem I see happening right now is my generation, the baby boom generation, our pensions are gone. Wall Street ripped them off. So the people I get the most grief from are like CNBC and all that, because I say, you guys are lying. They're not telling people the truth. Their pe- their pensions are empty. And my classmates and I were all, were all my classmates went to fly for United Airlines, good high paying job making like 60,000 a year was a lot of money back then. And then they retired. Wall Street took their pensions, but they don't say anything about that. I wrote a book called Who Stole My Pension? You're gonna find, this is a prediction, my generation, the Boomer generation, were the first ones with what in America called a 401K. Canada they call RRSPs, 401Ks, and I don't know what you call them here in England, they're empty. Mm. Wall Street robbed them. They're worse than Sam bankman freed it's a Ponzi scheme.
1: Mm. And you think owning your own real estate is probably the best replacement a real pension? Uh, gold and silver.
0: Oh, I, have, I have, but I have tons of it. Mm. This one won't make you rich. A ton of it will. Mm. So the question is, how do you get from this to a ton? Mm. And that's what my rich dad taught me. Mm. In fact, that's what I'm in England for today, is that's, that's what I'll be teaching tomorrow. So how do you go from here to a gold mine? Mm. That's entrepreneurship. This is a punter.
1: And what this event? Can anyone no, no. get on this event that you've got tomorrow? Yeah. Can because um, we've got people on the live, can people still come to the event? Can they? Is it sure, Yeah, sure. Okay. Can we give it a shout out? Yeah. Okay, I've got the link here. Um National Achievers Congress? Yeah? Thank you. Thank okay, you. Oh, that's okay. Um so the link is the link is Sr eventcom forward slash N A C U K sr-event.com forward slash N-A-C-U-K hyphen R-M. Or you can go to nationalachieverscongress.com. Okay, if that link's a bit complicated, national achievers congress you'll find, yeah, .com. What are you going to teach there, Robert? Well, the most important
0: thing, you'll see my team. <laughs> see this here? Yeah. You don't find me walking on the field by myself, do you? <laughs> but that's what the average person is doing. They're walking on the field with a rugby ball against the city of London. They're walking on the field with a rugby ball against Wall Street. They're nuts. I go out there with my team. So you'll meet my accountant, my debt guy. Uh, You meet my team. And in fact, this will be on stage with us because we almost pitched a ball around. (laughs) Because business is a team sport, except Mm. in school. Mm. Because in school, if you practice as a team, call it cheating. Yeah. I cheat like a wild man. I want the best guys on my team, but you know, like it's like the bronze. The bronze you know, was England versus Argentina. Holy mackerel! But none of us are by ourselves. Mm. The English team was fantastic. Mm. They did plays I've never seen before, and, but they only how they functioned as a team. That one guy just took the ball poof, poof, and the the loose scrum. The rockets formed already, When they were down. Mm. That's a team, do you know what I mean? Mm. The Guy kicks it this way and it goes this way, the team's waiting for him.
1: Mm.
0: I went, oh. it's magicians, mm. but they're team magicians. Whereas my wife is a golfer, it's all about her. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. A
0: rugby player's different. Mm. I wanna go out there with a team, so tomorrow you'll meet my team.
1: Mm. Okay, so that's nationalachieverscongress.com. So- all right then. Do you have any regrets? What's your biggest regret? Being an asshole. To <laughs> God. <laughs>
0: oh, God. <laughs> In justification here, having a hot temper as a Marine is good. You know, there are so many times, like, we're based off a carrier, and your your friends don't come home. We all launch. We're all by 25 years old. We'll launch. And your best friend doesn't come back, you know. But it made us stronger. It also got us more hot headed. So I developed a real hot temper fast because when your friends don't come back, it's not just the pilots that don't come back, the crew doesn't come back. And we learn how important the team is. Mm. But I developed a very quick temper because when we took fire, we had to go in. I went down three times in Vietnam. You know, if I didn't have a hot, quick temper, I'd be dead. Mm. The guys that were nice guys thinking about it. I'm really proud of my roommate from The Carrier. He was running for Speaker of the House in the US, U.S. Congress. He became a Lieutenant General. I got kicked out as a Lieutenant. Hot temper. So it doesn't work in the real world. Mm. So that's my biggest regret. Mm.
1: What's your most brutal... rugby player, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's your most brutal life lesson? The hardest life lesson you've ever had?
0: My wife left me.
1: Oh. Previous one or current one?
0: Current one. Thirty-five years, she oh. says. I've had enough of your bullshit.
1: <laughs> oh wow, it hurt. Yeah, and when was this? Uh, about
0: three years ago.
1: Oh no, sorry to hear that. Uh, me have, too. You, have you managed to connect it back uh, up? No. No.
0: When you have as much money as she does, she doesn't need you
1: anymore. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is a rich woman,
1: right? And um,
0: I'll tell you, I, I, I tell
1: money. Is this and, Sharon? Are you talking about Sharon?
0: No, that was my, don't talk about her. Sharon was my business partner.
1: Right, yeah.
0: She was a thief too, anyway. Anyway, I talk about my best friend and I, so he and I pushed each other along. So he sold his business for $2 billion. That's a lot of money. Mm. And the next thing you know, his wife, so it was Larry, myself, Larry and Lisa, Robert and Kim. And we're like one little happy little family going along. Larry sold his business for, Two billion. Lisa took up Ferrari racing. So she's out here in Europe campaigning her Ferrari. And she fell in love with her Ferrari instructor. Her Ferrari instructor is a rich man today. (laughs) (laughs) You know the story, don't you? Uh, No. No, no, you know know what happened.
1: Yeah, I can guess the punchline, yeah.
0: Young, hot Ferrari instructor. (laughs) We're just old men. (laughs) There's <laughs> all this money, penthouses everywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a point where there's too much money. You mm. Know? Mm. So the same thing, my wife says, I don't need you anymore, bye. Wow, just like that. Well, a lot of times, marriage is survival. You know, you, you need each other, which is important. Mm. Or you have kids. But once the kids are gone, out. Mm. So it's happening a lot. There's a, I was talking to my divorce attorney. He says There's a lot of uh, gray divorces. Ooh. So people over 60 getting divorced now. Oh. Wow. So it's interesting times. It? Mm.
1: So we're getting waves, so this is the final one. This show is called Disruptors. Um, what does the word disruptive mean to you?
0: Innovator. Somebody's going to make a change. Somebody who'll challenge what they've been told. Every time I was told, go to school to get a job, I said, but what if I don't want a job? Or save money. And my rich dad says, don't save money. Until you challenge what you're th- taught, you're a sheep, mm. you know. And you, you know what they do to sheep, especially in Ireland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun. Oh, it fun, yes. Thank you. Um, obviously, Rich Dad Poor Dad, that is, uh, everybody knows that. But where are you most active on social media or where can people follow your latest updates?
0: I think richdad.com,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Twitter. Richdad.com and Twitter. And is Twitter Robert Kiyosaki? Is that the real Kiyosaki? The real Kiyosaki. I do, I do, um, yeah. yeah. Robert, thank you so much. Thank you, I'm sure it is thank you. rugby
0: player in real estate. And be better. <laughs>
1: thank you. Thank you.